Hey guys, it's Cooper Gretsch here from Kick It to Scoops. I am the sole admin of AFL information, trade rumors, and results. You want to be part of the show, Kick It to Scoops? Send through your questions through the Facebook link, which I'll attach every show on the post. And if you want to email me at aflinfolive at gmail.com, send through your questions and you may feature on the show and be answered your question from yours truly, Cooper Gretsch, for free. Yes, for free. If you want to be on the show, as I said, send it through and I'll get back to you. Go Saints. Yes, Scoops, come on, mate. Let's keep going. I had a dream, a dream of having a successful podcast. You now may say, Cooper, why is the light so dark? But at the moment, I'm in the darkness of not knowing when I will succeed to the big times. Hopefully it's down the corner, around the corner, very, very soon. Craig McRae, Chris Green, Jaden Stevenson, Jack Perez, Sarah Riley, Tom Morris, and the list goes on and on and on. Hopefully that is and many more things where the future will be brighter. As you can see now, the light is starting to become brighter. Hopefully that dream will be realised. And not only will I be acknowledged, but the dream comes true. It is time to welcome back for the second season of Kick It to Scoops. I had a dream, a dream having a successful podcast you now may say Cooper why is your light so dark but at the moment I'm in the darkness of not knowing when I will succeed to the big times hopefully it's down the corner around the corner very very soon Craig McRae Chris Green Jaden Stevenson Jack Perris Sarah Riley Tom Morris the list goes on and on and on hopefully that is and many more things where the future will be brighter. As you can see now, the light is starting to become brighter. Hopefully that dream will be realised. And not only will I be acknowledged, but the dream comes true. It is time to welcome back for the second season of Kick It to Scoops. On the way to the arena, it is none other than Scoops. It's, it's Scoops. 
We're going out here. We're going. We're going. We're going. We're charging in. See? Leaving the where is going down the race. Time. You see down there. Time to go out to the middle. Huh? How many runs today? She was 12, nothing. Oh, another two. She's going to hit it. Screw. That's exactly what you're going to do. And you are all going to acknowledge me. The one. You're going to acknowledge me. The one. I am the slide I am the head of the table. I am king of proof. I am scripts. And you are going to enjoy every bit of kick it to scoop. Hello everyone and welcome to Kick It to Scoops. I'm your host, Cooper Gretsch, the sole admin of AFL information, trade rumors and results. I've got a very, very loaded show for you guys today, as I always do. We've got the world famous segment Scoops Goes Bang. Gonna review round four and preview round five. Gonna go through my team of the week, my scoops medal votes. I'm gonna go through some super coach talk and tell you where I'm ranked in super coach thus far and what I scored for the round just gone. Uh, I'm going to mention some news stories about some injuries in particular and potential suspensions. Uh, and while I'm at it, we'll start with this. You want me on Cameo, head to cameo.com forward slash Cooper G. Merch is plenty of merch on there. There's some new t-shirts that you would see on the website that have just been released. So if you want any of that, get yours today. There's stickers also, the stubby holders. There's all them t-shirts, as I mentioned, and hoodies on there as well, and a hat. Let's start off with the world famous segment, Scoops goes bang. <laughs> well, we know that the umpiring a lot of the time is not done well, especially in particular games. Now, in particular, there was two games in particular where the umpiring was terrible. The overall umpiring in general was 42 to 16 Fremantle VGWS. Now, you look at the number pure alone, and that is ridiculous, 26 difference. 42 to Freo and 16 to GWS. And what was interesting about that game was if you didn't actually look at the stat, you wouldn't think the number at least would be that big, but it was. And in the end, now, if you count that big, you would think it cost some of the game. The GWS Giants were in the game the whole way through. Fremantle, there was some freeze where GWS were a bit clumsy and it was outlined by some of the media people as well. Um, but the number, though, itself was ridiculous. But in the Geelong-Brisbane game, now, the, it's not so much the, the amount of freeze in that game, that was, and that's not the issue. Particularly in the game late, though, there was a Zach Guthrie one where he dropped the ball in Brisbane's forward line in the, about around the 15 metres at 15 metres out, not paid, fine. There was a Cam Rainer now. Cam Rainer did miss a gimme from the goal square. I'm not counting that, but Cockatoo, a few seconds prior, should have had a free, and this was also late in the game. Did not happen. Tom Hawkins late in the game also shoved Harris Andrews in the back in their goal square, not paid. The umpiring in that game, in particular in the last quarter, was atrocious. Um, it's cost Brisbane before against Shalom the previous year when Zach Bailey should have had a free in the goal square. It did not happen. That's twice in two years that the Brisbane Lions have been screwed in Geelong against Geelong. It, it is embarrassing. The AFL, they won't explain themselves. They never do, um, especially in moments like this. And uh, I'd be fair to say, if you're a Brisbane supporter, I'd be very pissed off and wouldn't blame you for being pissed off and you've been screwed twice in Brisbane. So the umpires lift your game. Pathetic. Those umpires should be let off for the week at least. Now let's move on. So I hope you guys enjoy that short edition of Scoops Goes Bang. Now let's go review round four. So all the way back on 
Thursday night at the Adelaide Oval. Adelaide 4-12-36, defeated by the Demons 68, Melbourne by 32 points. The margin, if you look at the margin itself, 32 points away Porter performed this year and who they're playing. 32 points is not bad, but the fact that they were goalless at half time and only scored two to three goals late in the game and finished on four, that was the concerning part. But the in their defence, they are missing some of their key players as well. Lear, Lear out in their key defensive line. Robbie Gray and Charlie Dixon up forwards, the three vital parts of their team. But it doesn't excuse the way they performed so far this year. Travis Bogue, though, continues to perform very, very well, having 36 in this game. Melbourne had a lot of even contributors, though. Max Gorn was a clear standout for them. But outside of that, they had Harms and Langdon hanging around the low to mid-20s. Um, just consistent performers, and uh, yeah, they're, they're on top for a reason, and uh, they performed pretty well, and it was a pretty comfortable 32-point win. In the end, as I said, Paul got two or three goals late, so really it was around 50 points for most of the game. Yeah, we just briefly mentioned Friday night at GMH Radio, Geelong 80 defeated the Brisbane Lions, 70 Geelong by 10 points. Yeah, you know what I've just said about that, with the umpiring and everything. It was a close game. Tom Hawkins kicked five. Lockie Neal was great with 30 as well. Uh, Dan McStay was probably Brisbane's best player, kicking three with 11 marks, four of those contestants. Probably one of their best plays as well. And a lot of even contributors for the Brisbane Lions. And, uh, yeah, they, as I said before, they'd be hard dealt by with that loss against Geelong. Now, on Saturday, we had the Swans 11-point victory over the Roos, 86-75. Credit to North Melbourne for coming back. They were slapped by the Lions by over 100 points last week. David Noble even said last week that their VFL got smashed, smashed by the Lions by over 100 points as well. They needed to respond. No one was really warranting a spot in the VFL to come in. So he had to back the plays he played pretty much against Brisbane. And then, to his credit, he'd done some positional changes. One of those was Jack Zebel playing forward, and he ended up kicking five and having nine possessions. I mean, a good impact on the game. Uh, he will be really happy about a few other moves they made. Todd Goldstein played more in the ruck compared to the previous few weeks. Um, the Swans, yes, albeit they won, John Lomar wouldn't have been too happy with their result, how they performed, been hanging behind for three quarters, but to their credit in the end, they just got over the line and as you've seen at the end, North Melbourne had a chance to win the game. They got a 50-meter penalty from their back line. Had a free in the midfield about 40 seconds ago. And Artu Bosomalagi made a terrible mistake, chipping it to Goldstein when he had a player on him. And then the game went from there. And then he's, Isaac Heaney went bang-bang with five seconds ago to get a goal and sealed this victory for the Swans. We're interested to see if Bosomalagi keeps his spot in the Roos side this week. I wouldn't think so. Now, we can move on to the game at Marvel. Collingwood losing to the Eagles 74-87, West Coast by 13 points. Well, Adamson, with all the plays they've got out at the moment, they're starting to get some of their main plays back. The only plays they're really missing is their entire midfield at the moment. So credit to them and the, the way they've gone in this game in particular. 13-point victory of the Pies. Craig McRae will obviously be very, very disappointed. Yes, they're missing a few as well, including John DeGoey, but West Coast are missing the whole midfield. So they'd be very, very pissed off with the Pies of how they perform in this game. They had Nick Dacos was very good, as was his brother Josh. Um, Brody Grunny was good in the ruck against Nick Nat. But uh, Pat Nash and Jeremy McGovern are probably the best two for the Eagles. And obviously their start, their season, four, four rounds in the Eagles with a win finally. Now the game on Saturday, one of the games on Saturday night at the MCG, Richmond 99 defeated the Western Bulldogs 61, 38-point victory. Bulldogs, yes, they were missing Alex Keith, who's their only good key back. But they did finally get to bring in through injury Tim O'Brien, their recruit from the free agency from the Hawks. 
can play up forward and back, obviously, with their light on for key defenders. He played as a backman, but he couldn't help defend the Richmond four line. Tom Lynch kicking three, and had Jack, Jack Real as well. So, yeah, it's a good win for Richmond. Dion Prestia was probably one of their best players, along with Jaden Short. But, uh, yeah, Richmond, they're hanging around that eighth spot at the moment. The Bulldogs are hanging around that spot as well, but they're performing so far lately has not been good, considering they played in the grand final last year. Now, the other game on Saturday, and I'll be briefly mentioning this also, the Dockers, 88, defeated the Giants, 54, by 34 points. This game, if you just looked at the margin like they were always in control, they weren't. The game was between a goal or two the whole way through to the last 15 minutes of the last quarter, where Freeman will put the burners on, after burners on, kicking four or five goals in 10 minutes, which made the margin look out worse than it was. The Giants were in the game the whole way through, but... Tim Taranto was probably one of the best for the Giants. For the, for the Dockers, David Mundy was always pretty good as well. Now, on Sunday, some interesting results on, on the Sunday. We had Essendon 103, defeated the Crows 99, Essendon by four points. Uh, Tex Walker was your return game for the Crows, kicking four. It's like he never missed a beat, Tex. Obviously, before he got suspended late in the year, he was winning the Coleman. So uh, that was good to see him back into that form, kicking four. Essendon, yeah, some even contributors. Darcy Parrish was probably their best player, having 38. Rory Laird had 38 as well for the Crows. Yeah, they had their chance late also, the Crows, similar to what North Melbourne had. Uh, Lucky Galan had a shot late in the quarter. Didn't, he got the goal. Tex, had, he wasn't really having a shot. For some people saying he was having a shot. He was about 55 hours trying to center it. Didn't work in the end, and the Bombers just held on there by four points. Now, I know you've all been waiting for this one. The Saints... 142 smashed the Hawks 73 by 69 points. Obviously, people, if you're a Hawks fan, you would have been really happy how the season has started in the first three games, winning your first two and just losing to Carlton last week by a point. We would have been disgusted with how they went yesterday against the Saints. 69 points. They kicked the first two goals of the game, Hawthorne, and from then on, it was the Saints that just went bang, bang, bang. Gresham kicking four, Brad Hill kicking four, Timmy Membry kicking four. And Max King also kicking four and three of those in the last quarter. He's the last quarter specialist this year, especially in the second half. So, uh, yeah, Wings kicking four, having 17 was good to see. Jack Steele doing what he always does, having 33. Jack Sinclair was also very, very good, having 34 off the half back line as well. Yeah, Saints to be happy. Now they're currently in the top four. It's great to see. Hopefully that momentum can keep on against the Suns next week. We'll preview those games later on. And the final game of the round was the Gold Coast Suns and Metricon Defeating the Blues by 30 points, 92 to 62. Paddy Cripps obviously went down to a hamstring, which we'll mention that in the news side of things later. Uh, lost him in, after the first quarter. And f- once Cripps was gone, the Blues were gone, and the Gold Coast just went bang, bang, bang. This game was close early. And as I said, once Cripps was gone, Gold Coast put the hammer down, and they went to about three or four goals up for the rest of the game and ended up winning by 30 points. So they'll be pretty happy with that. And as they go into face the Saints, it'll be an interesting clash next Saturday. Now, that is the game's just gone up. As you'll see, the ladder you would have seen already is on the screen above with the full ladder in full. And leave your thoughts down below what your thoughts are of your team's season so far. Now, we'll move on to my team of the week, the heavily debated team of the week. Now, my round four AFL team of the week from the back line, the pockets, Jaden Short and Zach Williams. Fullback, Isaac Cumming. The halfback line, Jack Sinclair and Riley Bonnard. Centre-half back, Jeremy McGovern. The wingers, Jade Gresham and Justin McInerney. The centreman, Lockie Neal. 
the forward line, the pockets, or the flankers, sorry, Brad Hill and Tim Memory. The centre-half forward, Dan McStay. The pockets, Tex Walker and Max King. The full forward line, Tom Hawkers. Now, I know you're going to say that it's a bit top-heavy up forward, but I'll get to that in a second. The Ruckman, Max Gorn. The Rovers, Travis Boak and Jack Steele. The interchange consists of Rory Laird, Jackson McRae, Will Brody, and Noah Anderson. The emergencies as well. There's a lot of good places, especially in the midfield. Uh, we can't fit them all, including Brad Crouch, Jai Simkin, Lockie Weller, Tim Taranto, David Mundy, Darcy Paris, Jared Lena, and Seb Ross. Now, leave your thoughts down below of my round four AFL team of the week. Now, you may say that the four lines be top every having four key fours. Yes, you could say that King and Hawkins and Tex and Dan say more, you know, key position, which they are. But McStay and Tex in particular are a bit more mobile, so you can realistically, yes, you can put one to the bench and put a smaller player in that position, but that's what I've gone with because all those players I just mentioned in that key position, all very dominant and deserved spot. And there wasn't really any other small forwards that dominated this round, so just replaced them with key position players who are a bit more mobile. Now, we'll move on to what's next. We're going to go through my super coach talk. Now, this round, as you will see on the screen below, how I was, who I've got in my team, top 4% after this round, scoring 2,292. I'm pretty impressed with that, considering Paddy Cruz went off in the first quarter, or after the first quarter, so could have realistically, realistically scored about just under 2,400. So if he didn't get injured, but he did. And uh, to be top 4% overall, still, I'm pretty happy with that. At the moment, I've made three trades. This is the second time I've used my boost trade. Um, and at the moment, I've gone with uh, Will Brody to come into the side. I've got Zach Butters going out. Um, yeah, it's look as you can see on this. You can see on the screen anyway what I've gone with so far. Brought Jack Steele back in for Paddy Cripps, Butters with Brody, and I've got Jack Sinclair too in right now for Daniel Rich. Daniel Rich is going okay. He's got a high break even this week. So if he does score around the 90, he may drop 30K or so. So with Jack Sinclair's price also going up, it's a no-brainer. Currently, right now, Sinclair's about 30000 cheaper. I bank that money in. He'll go up again this week, and he'll effectively be at Daniel Rich's price next week. So just easily making 30K there. And if you go off average, Jack Sinclair's averaging just under 120, whereas Rich, surprisingly, is just averaging around 100. So... That's why I've got on the move there. Take the advantage while you can. And if you ever want any advice, which some people have sent through of your Supercoach team, leave it down in the Messenger on Facebook or on Instagram at AFL Info Live. Uh, yeah, so that's that's the three trades. I'm banking on them three trades at the moment. I may undo the trades, but right now, providing there's no injuries or COVID reason for players going out in my team, I'm pretty comfortable and content with going with that. Now, we'll move on to previewing round five. We'll go through round five now. This game all the way on Thursday night at the Gabba. We've got the Brisbane Lions hosting the Pies. It's Thursday night, 7.35 Victorian time at the Gabba. Yeah, yeah, no, Brisbane should win. And I know Collingwood started the season off well, but they lost to West Coast lately and uh, they're starting to trickle off. They choked against Geelong in the last quarter the previous week. Uh, Brisbane always a strong side at home. Even albeit there's a close loss to Geelong, uh, they still should be too good for the Pies at the Gabba. 
Now, on a good Friday, on Friday, at 4.20, a twilight game at Marvel Stadium with North Melbourne hosting the Western Bulldogs. Now, if you go off last year's form, Bulldogs would win comfortably, but both these guys are going poorly this year. Uh, whether Bulldogs get any players back for injury, wait and see. Uh, I'll go the Bulldogs, but if North Melbourne can play how they did against Sydney, the way Bulldogs are going at the moment, that means they will give them a chance. But I'll go the safe option and go the Western Bulldogs. We got on also on Friday night at Optus Stadium in Perth, seven forty Victorian time. We got the Eagles hosting the Swans. Pretty comfortable for the Swans there. They'll be far too good for the Eagles, especially with our nickname now for up to half a season. Which we'll get to that also shortly. On Saturday, one forty-five at Marvel Stadium, it's the Saints hosting the Suns. Both had great wins in the previous round, just gone. And uh, you know, I'm going for the Saints as I always will, and they should win though. They're at Marvels, not at Metricon, so they should win. And hopefully, now as of this recording, the Paddy Ryder suspension, potential suspension, is not in yet. But if he's in, he'll be a key part to tag team with Rowan Marshall against Jared Witts. If Ryder's not playing, it's fine. You'll still have Rowan Marshall and Jack Hayes up against Jared Witts. Should be a good contest in that area. But obviously, we're going to go for the Saints. Now, on Saturday also, 4.35 at the Adelaide Oval, we've got the Crows hosting the Tigers. Interesting game this will be. Crows had that after the siren winning against the Power at home. Had a close loss against Essendon, which meant had a good win against Bulldogs at the MCG. Ooh. Richmond aren't going to seem to get anyone back. They may get Nick Vlosten back very soon. Um, real 50-50 game. And because it's at the Allied Oval, I'll choose the Crows on Saturday night at the MCG. But Melbourne hosting the Giants, 7.25 Victorian time. Uh, I'm going to go Melbourne, but uh, hopefully Jeeves will want to pick up some form after the first four rounds. On Sunday at the MCG at 1.40 Victorian time, Carlton hosting the power. Mark Pitnett should be back for the Carlton side in the ruck. They do miss him. He's their only ruckman on their list of besides a category, category B rookie, Alex Murkov. Other than that, Pitnett's their only genuine ruck. Um, so they clearly missed him having deconing in the ruck, uh, missing a guy up forward. So they'll be happy to get him back. They'll lose Paddy Cripps, whether that's for a few weeks or not. We'll wait and see. But... Uh, Poirier, they will want to bounce back. I'm going to go for Carlton only because it's at the MCG, but they would want to bounce back after how they performed last week. And, or not finally, but on Sunday also at 4.40, the Twilight game, Essendon hosting the, the uh, Essendon hosting the Dockers, sorry, at Marvel saying 4.40 Victorian time on Sunday. Uh, Essendon just, and I mean just, scraped over against the Crows. The Dockers are in good form. I know it's still a Marvel, but I'm going to go for the Dockers to beat the Bombers. At Marvel, and finally on Easter Monday, at April eighteenth, three twenty Victorian time at the MCG, the Hawks hosting Geelong. Uh, the way Hawthorne performed now, this seems to be starting to fade off a little bit. Liam Shields may come back into the side this week, but you would think, off the way they've gone this week, that the Geelong should win there. Now, when you go through some of the news, now Patrick Cripps, I just mentioned a few times already, but a hamstring injury. Michael Voss says it's. More on the side of a, he says it's on the side of a minor hamstring injury for Carlton, for Paddy Cripps. Uh, so, yeah, but as he said, he could think it's minor now and it could end up being something much worse than minor. But hopefully for Carlton's sake, he only misses, it sounds like it might be a standard two to three week hamstring injury. Uh, Paddy Ryder, as I just briefly mentioned also, um, 
Now, obviously, as is, as of me recording this right now, the suspension or potential suspension is not in. Uh, look, he stood still. Will Day ran into him. I mean, now they say about the head and everything. He gets concussed, gets concussed from a bump. You're in trouble, and that's fair enough in that case. But he didn't elect to smash into him or anything like that. He stood still, braced for contact, and unfortunately, Will Day got concussed from it, or potentially a delayed concussion because he came back on for a few minutes and then he went back off and never returned. So it's an interesting one. I hope for our sake that he's not suspended and he shouldn't be. No one should be in that case where he didn't elect to go smash into him or anything. So hopefully he's okay, but we'll have to wait and see. We know how the match review officers work. Uh, now, the other news, Nick Nadinui, as I just briefly mentioned before, also out for up to half the season after having a knee injury late in the game against the Pies. So it's a big blow for the Eagles. They did have a rich, last year they had, or a few years ago, they had Hickey and Vardy that let them both go. Got no backup Ruckman at all. They only got a young Ruckman in Bailey Williams, who's more of a backup Ruck, who will pretty much have to play as their main Ruckman for the rest of the year, unless they're going to alternate things and maybe put more. Someone else is going to have to pinch it as well as is it Hugh Dixon, who's a young key forwarder, does a pinch it occasionally, no matter who it is. And if it's McGovern, they're going to lose a key defender out of it. So. Yeah, they're going to be hampered in the ruck for pretty much the rest of the year without Nick Nat. So it's a big blow for the Eagles. Now, also, ah, one of the final things I'm going to go through now is my Scoops Medal votes. How could I forget that? Going to reenact it like Gillen McLaughlin. <clears throat> Round four, Poitelaide v Melbourne. Poitelaide, T. Jonas, one vote. Poitelaide, T. Boak, two votes. Melbourne, M. Gorn. Three votes. Geelong v Brisbane. Geelong, T Hawkins, one vote. Brisbane, Al Neal, two votes. Brisbane, D McStay, three votes. Sydney v North Melbourne. North Melbourne, Jay Zebel, one vote. North Melbourne, Jay Simkin, two votes. Sydney, Jay McInerney, three votes. Collingwood v West Coast. West Coast, P Nash, one vote. West Coast, Jay McGovern, two votes. Collingwood and Dacos, three votes. Richmond v Western Bulldogs. Richmond, Jay Short, one vote. Richmond, S. Bolton, two votes. Western Bulldogs, Jay McRae, three votes. Fremantle v. GWS, Fremantle, D. Mundy, one vote. GWS, T. Taranto, two votes. Fremantle, W. Brody, three votes. Essendon v. Adelaide, Adelaide, T. Walker, one vote. Essendon, D. Parrish, two votes. Adelaide, R. Laird, three votes. Hawthorne v. St Kilda, St Kilda, Jay Steele, one vote, St Kilda, Jay Sinclair, two votes, St Kilda, Jay Gresham, three votes, Gold Coast v. Carlton, Carlton, Zed Williams, one vote, Gold Coast, Al Weller, two votes, Gold Coast, and Anderson, three votes. Now the leaderboard after round four. On top, surprisingly, on eight votes is Travis Boak, on seven votes is Paddy Cripps, Tom Green and now Lockie Neal and now also Jackson McRae on six votes, Ben Keys and Christian Petrarca. Leave your thoughts of my scriptural votes for round four. Now, my final thoughts are this. Plain and simple, you want me on Cameo, head to cameo.com forward slash Cooper G and merge. As I mentioned earlier, the new T-shirt where it symbolizes my three favorite sports, AFL, cricket, and wrestling. See that new T-shirt. If you want your T-shirt or that, or any other T-shirt, hat, stubby holders, stickers, anything, the lot, the hoodies, hats, the whole lot are on there. So go to the link, which is in the description. 
of this video and get your merch today and subscribe to the channel too if you haven't already so appreciate you all for tuning in to this episode of kick it the scoops until next week everyone have a great one and most important thing of all to remember is go to the saints and of course acknowledge me